undefeated, never lost. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to episode 14 of the Boiling Point Podcast. My name is Jonathan. Once again, I'm here by myself. We have my co-host, DJ John Doe. Uh, you know, he's still having trouble with the law. He's still having baby mama issues. Uh, we're, n- we're not sure when he'll be back. But, well, we're not sure if he'll be back. You know, those baby mama drama could could go on for uh, for decades. So, you know, ho- ho- hopefully, you know, he he's good. So, NBA free agency, NBA offseason has already been crazy. And it's not even July yet. And that's normally when the good stuff happened. We had a pretty nice draft. Some unexpected picks happened. Jimmy Butler ends up getting traded. The Celtics ended up doing nothing, just sitting on their ass all day. And, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much what we're seeing that's happening right now in the league, that is a direct result of what ha- of what the Warriors are and the super team that they have. That's also why I said is that, we love seeing these dynasties. Uh, we like seeing dynasties rise, but we love even better when they're full. And right now, these teams are getting together and trying to, to make moves that's going to get them over that hump and beat the Warriors. So, you guys know on this show, we love Stephen A. Smith. He always gives, gives us good content. He's always has something funny that he's saying or something that he's yelling about. You know, we all know that the Stephen A. Smith, the A stands for animated. He is a very, very vocal fan, specifically a vocal Knicks fan. And last week, we have some epic, epic sound from Stephen A. Smith. He went off on his radio show about Phil Jackson, and he continued to go off on his on a first take the very next day. So I actually got a little gift for you guys. This is courtesy of ESPN Radio. This is Stephen A. Smith going on a rant about the potential trade rumors that Phil Jackson was going to trade away Christoph Porzingis. Cut the damn music. Good afternoon. This is Stephen A. Right here on the Stephen A. Smith Show, ESPN Radio. The hell with the music right now. I am having a very bad day. I'm having a very bad day. I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty damn ticked off. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. And I don't know how much of this I'm going to take today. I'll be the first to admit it. I am warning y'all ahead of time. Do not call me today and get on my damn nerves. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you something right now. ESPN's not going to stop me. Damn it, FCC Airways might not stop me. I'm that ticked off. I mean, I'm sitting up here and it's bad enough. I wake up this morning and I grab my oatmeal. Throw some almond milk in there, some cinnamon, and, and, and some little bit of brown sugar, some blueberries. And I go on first take. And while I'm on first take, I receive the news that the New York Knicks are open to trading Kristaps Porzingis. You have got to be kidding me. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it's all good in respective cities. It seems except New York. I mean, my God, I I just can't take this. This is unbelievable. How in God's name 
after the level of ineptitude and mediocrity and controversy and lawsuits and Lord knows what else with the New York Knicks franchise could an 11-time champion come to New York City and actually make it worse? How does that happen to anybody but the New York Knicks? I mean, come on. I, I just can't. I just can't take this. I just can't take it. I can't take it. This is unbelievable. I, 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 oh. <laughs> I've listened to that sound maybe about, I'm not going to lie to you, about 10 to 15 times. And that is just one of the, honestly, just one of the funniest things I've, I've ever heard in my life. Like Stephen A. Smith is a true amba- ambassador for Knicks fans and what they have to go through with Phil Jackson and um, even prior to Phil Jackson, just all like the really, really dumb and questionable moves that James Dolan had has made in their past. And it's 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 just it's oh, my God. So yeah, that 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 was just one sound, you know, I want to play for you guys. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. It gets even better. Let's see what Stephen A. Smith said on first take. The stuff that this man has done since he has been the executive of the New York Knicks. I'm going to lose my mind. I ain't going to be able to do the rest of the show. I'm telling you right now. It comes out of my mouth. I'm not going to be able to control myself because I'm barely able to right now. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. First move as the executive of the New York Knicks was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack? 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 That sound was <laughs> that sound was so nice. I gotta play it twice. The stuff that this man has done since he has been. The executive of the New York Knicks. I'm going to lose my mind. I ain't going to be able to do the rest of the show. I'll tell you right now. It comes out of my mouth. I'm not going to be able to control myself because I'm barely able to right now. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? First move as the executive of the New York Knicks was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? 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 Now there's a re- there's a reason why I'm playing this sound with um with Stephen A is because last week I think every single Knicks fan was feeling the way he's feeling, going around making fun of the fact that Phil Jackson's first move was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. And it's very the the very uh the day before that, he's on his radio. He's so mad he'll even let his intro music play. You you know, you guys get and say, Cut the damn music. And then he proceeds to talk about his breakfast, some cinnamon, some blueberries. I don't know if you guys noticed the way he says blueberries is pretty funny to me. You guys could go back and listen to that again. And last week, Stephen A. Smith, and that sound him at the end, ah, like that dying sound, like someone just ripped his nuts off. That that is exactly how every single Knicks fan was feeling last week. But not today. Because today Knicks fans rejoice. Phil Jackson is gone. 
he stole money from the Knicks. Like, he should be charged with grand larceny or, or whatever. That's a federal crime, what he did. Signs a five-year deal, does nothing for three years, gets fired, but he's still getting paid for the next two years. Like, he, he, I need to talk to Phil Jackson because I need to know how can I get a gig like that. And the thing about Phil Jackson is I think the moves he made were, were very, very questionable. You know, you could argue the only good move he made was drafting Porzingis, which turns out he, he, it wasn't even his idea to draft Porzingis. He didn't even want Porzingis. It was his, the staff of the New York Knicks who wanted Porzingis because they say this, this kid is really something special. But besides that, you know, he hasn't really done much. The thing that I think pisses New York's fans even more is he he was he was making it very very obvious that he wasn't even trying. He was making it extremely obvious that he didn't even want to be in New York. He was making it extremely obvious he didn't want people with the Knicks or do this job. He was literally collecting a free a, uh, a free check. People were going around saying that during um you know when you're when you're uh you're you're examining your prospects, you're scouting them. Yeah, when prospects you know have open gyms, you know a pro day that you know executives from different leagues could come in and check them out. Turns out, while other execs were there for two or three hours looking at the prospects, Phil Jackson would show up for about thirty minutes and just come in and leave. Phil Jackson put no effort in scouting whatsoever during the regular season. He was MIA, and he was probably chilling in Cali, or maybe you know he was playing praying to Buddha or something. But he wasn't doing no basketball work. He wasn't scouting for the Knicks. He was just collecting a free check. And what's so funny about this is when the Knicks signed uh, Phil Jackson in 2014, Knicks fans were so excited. And even before they, they signed them, when they when people, you know, rumors surfaced that Phil Jackson was available, Knicks fans was like, yo, this, this is our guy. We got to get this guy. We don't want anyone else but Phil Jackson. This is our guy. And little did you know, three years later, Knicks fans were running him out of town. They don't want to. I'm not. I don't. I'm not blaming Knicks fans at all. I'm not blaming you guys at all. But I just think that's f- that's very, very just. That's just funny. The guy who you want, he's like, we want Phil. We want no one but Phil. Eleven time champion. Coached a lot of great players. He coached Jordan, Pimpin, Kobe, Shaq. We need this guy on our team. Our 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 franchise has been a joke for too long. We haven't been relevant since Pat Riley and uh, Jeff Van Gundy in the the mid to late nineties. And Phil Jackson comes. Even he stinks it up. And you have to question yourself, is it really is it Phil Jackson or is it just the organization that's just, that's just crap? I think it goes for both. Number one, Phil Jackson, when he when he left the Lakers, I think that he made up his mind that he just doesn't want to deal with basketball anymore unless unless it was a, a free ride, which was the Knicks gave him. He didn't want to deal with traveling. He didn't want to deal uh, with dealing with players. You know, having to deal with different personalities and divas, having to deal with the media. And he was in the L.A. media. In New York media, is ten, New York media is by far the most harsh media than any other city in uh, the U.S. You know, Bo- Boston comes in second, but New York is the, the, the hardest, the most critical. They uh, You know, when, when you're doing well, they support you. When you're doing terrible, they crucify you. And I think he checked out after his last season in L.A., and he he's a very very smart man. He's like I'm not gonna be back in this league unless it's under unless everything is given to me in the sense that I get a high a high job. Uh, it's just I just president of the team or executive. I don't have to travel every day. I have full control of what I want to do. I pretty much make my own schedule, and that's exactly what he was doing. So you know, can't handle Phil Jackson. He got that free check. He signed a five year deal. He didn't do he didn't do a damn thing in three years. He gets fired. 
and he's going to earn all of that money. That has to be the, the biggest the biggest robbery, and not even in sports, in history. Just imagine that. And I think he's got like, what, 10 or 12 mil a year? And he's not even doing anything? Like, he, if, if you have to be mad at anything, you have to be mad that he didn't come up with the idea of stealing from a franchise like this. Now to the Knicks. Where do they go from here? You lose Phil Jackson. You know, you obviously have to find a, find a guy who you feel could do a 10 times. Well, I mean, 10 times zero is still zero. But you, you, have, you have to find something, some type of hope. You, you know, New York is a basketball town. It's crazy. Knicks fans still support them. Knicks, the Garden still gets sellouts, you know, even with those insane prices. They're still buying your gear. Uh, you know, if you're James Dolan, you're, if you're, your fan base already hates you. You 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 have you you you. This is a really you have to sign a GM who's gonna make a difference. Now there's rooms that the guy from the Raptors, you Jerry, I believe his name is. He he's a guy who the Knicks could be possibly interested in. Um, I'm pretty sure in the next couple of days, a few more names will surface about who the Knicks are interested in, in um signing. You know to take over the job. Obviously, he has to be a, a respectable man. Um, whether he's known or not, I honestly don't think that matters. Most likely, the, they're either gonna sign someone from a, a winning organization. Maybe someone from the Warriors, maybe someone from the Spurs. Everyone do that, does that. Uh, even the Hawks, you know, with with, Buden, with uh, Budenholzer, he's he's a Spurs guy, so maybe they'll find someone who's connected to him. Uh, I'm not sure if Danny Ferry is available. That's another name to look out for. Danny Ferry was a really really good GM for the Hawks until you know that whole little dang fiasco happened, and you know he ended up having to uh, resign. And yeah, so you know these next this next week or two is going to be very very interesting to see what happens with the Knicks. James Dolan actually has to put put some type of effort in hiring a guy. Um, James James Dolan he he is the owner that every GM wishes to have because he gives you all the power. He he just stays away, mainly because he's busy playing with his band, playing the tambourine from his band. But he he gives he gives a GM all the power. He's like, here, take it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna relax, chill, take care of this team, make us winners again. And then every GM wants that. They don't want an owner on their back, breathing on their neck. You know, we just seen what happened with David Griffin in Cleveland. Him and Dan Gilbert disagreed on a few things. Dan Gilbert kicked him out the door. I'm not sure why he did that, but it, it's, it's, it's we still don't know why. You know why he um what the, what the beef was with him and Dan Gilbert, what they uh, disagreed on. But yeah, so the Knicks fans this is a happy day for you guys. You you don't have you got rid of Phil Jackson. I think Phil Jackson was trying to get fired years ago. He's probably like, finally, what took you so damn long? Like, did it really? Like, it took. What's crazy is that. He started rumors of him training metal, mellow, and that was enough. Knicks fans actually agreed. He's like, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, it's time to get rid of mellow. He's like, ah, oh, damn, Rasta agreed with me. Okay, you know what? Let's get rid of Porzingis. Oh, no. The young unicorn. You don't want to get rid of that boy. And then all hells broke loose. The media is on him. Everyone's like, I would rather get rid of Phil Jackson besides Porzingis, and his wish came true. I honestly believe that Jackson wants to get fired because he had no interest in being there for two more years, even though he hasn't done a damn thing in the past three years. But yeah, that's that. And also, a, a name that already popped up once Fritz, uh, Phil Jackson's gone is um, Jeff Teague, who I think would be a pretty good, um, solid starter, backup. You know, depends how uh, Frank Nick. I still don't even know how to pronounce his name. The guy who so you guys drafted for France, Nikita. I don't know how to pronounce his name still. You know, a guy who who's a project. He's very, very raw, but he has great potential. Knicks fans, I think you guys are going to like him. He plays really, really well on the pick and roll. And he's a very, very smart, cerebral guy in terms of Backdoor cuts, defense. He has like a crazy seven foot wingspan. He's he's six five. 
He got he has he has those Giannis arms. Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Bucks. He has those long arms, which is really really good for getting in the passing lanes or even you know helping you pass better when a, def- a, d- a defender's all up you in the trap. But yeah, so you know that's enough Knicks talk for now. Another, another big news: CP3 traded to the Houston Rockets. Um, he agreed to opt into the Clippers so they could trade him to the Rockets. Um, that trade specifically the, what the Clippers got back, they got back Williams. Beverly, Decker, Liggins, Hillard, Harold, Worcester, a first-round pick, and they also got 661K. And uh, the Rockets pretty much just got CP3. But one good thing for the Rockets is that they they maintained their full mid-level exception. Essentially, they have about 8.4 mil to spend in the mid-level. You could, in, in today's NBA, with the way the salary cap is, I'm not exactly sure um, how good of a player you could get. You could probably get a guy who's near the end of his career maybe two guys even um you know you got to work some magic but you know you still got cp3 you got harden you got ryan anderson and you know what's so crazy is is that an mvp candidate in james harden you add a top five point garden in chris paul possibly top five of all time possibly arguably and that is still not good enough to be the golden state warriors that's just how far ahead they are of everyone else and when I see that this trade was made and all the cast space that's going to take up for the, Rocker, for the Rockets or the play that they had to give up, it makes me think, did Sam Hankey did it right in Philadelphia? Because he doesn't have to worry about contracts. He doesn't have to worry about guys becoming free agents. He, like, I mean, well, he, not he because he's not there anymore. But now, you know, Jerry, Jerry uh, Colangelo is, is reaping. Uh, the benefits that Sam Hankey presented to him. Because a few years ago, people w- were bashing Sam Hankey and telling him that he was doing it the wrong way. You got to go after free agents, all that stuff. And maybe Sam, Han- Sam Hankey was onto something. Maybe he was like, nah, man, free agency isn't the way to go, especially in Philly. Philly's a great city. But it's the franchise. Not a lot of guys are signing there. Guys are going to, guys want to sign with San Antonio. You know, the guys want to sign with LA. Well, not the past, not the past few years, but normally guys want to sign with LA. Guys want to sign with Miami. Guys aren't going to come to 76ers. What do we have? You know, we have Nice City, but what do we have to prove that if you come to our our organization, you're going to win a championship? And that's the question um, that Sam Hankey Han- was, was probably asking himself before he decided, you know, let's just, just tank. If you think about it, you scout right, you draft right, you develop right. What team does that sound like? Scout, You scout right, draft right. Develop right. Let me see. Golden State Warriors, maybe? Draft Steph? Draft Clay? Draft Draymond? Draft Barnes? You develop them? And what happened? Championship. Oh, well, I mean, they also got lucky in the sense that it's not every day that your franchise player is getting paid 11 mil a year, which, you know, helped them land KD, which is. Uh, another thing that, you know, Sam, uh, Sam Hankey down in Philly, they, they have three guys who could potentially become superstars. Joel Embiid could, could end up being Hakeem Olajuwon. Ben Simmons could end, could end up being close to LeBron James, mo- most mo- most likely a Scottie Pimpin, or even close to Magic. Marco Fultz could end up being uh, a James Harden. And Dario Sar could be a really, really good stretch four. Who knows? And who knows what they get from Dre Jillo Okafor? They'd probably get another young players. So when I see that the Rockets, they trade everything away and they get Chris Paul 
and it's still not good enough to beat the Warriors. And all they have, they have no cap space. All they have is eight, $8 million left in mid-level exception. And with $8 million, you're not going to get a big difference maker that's going to make you beat the, the Golden State Warriors. So, heck, maybe Sam Hankey was onto something. Maybe the 76 is, you know, that's that's the way to go. You you suck for about four to five years. You rack up on your draft picks and you develop your players. You scout right. You draft right. You develop them right. And maybe that that might be the way to go. Now we're looking at Cleveland. Cleveland is a guy is a team that they're they're so far away from the Warriors, but they don't have any type of cap room to make any moves. The only guy they can move is Kevin Love. Now apparently it's hard to even move Kevin Love because some teams don't even want him. Teams, teams, teams that would take on Kevin Love is probably young teams, but you know they might fear that he might mess up the mojo or whatever. You know whatever the case may be. And if if you trade him to a young team, what are you going to get back? You're not going to trade Kevin Love for for prospects. You want to trade Kevin Love for an established player. And it, you know with the, with the Cavs is you know now they're so focused on Paul George since Jimmy's in Minnesota. And what do you have to give for Paul George? If you trade away Kevin Love for Paul George, you're not beating the Warriors. You would need to keep Kevin Love and end up getting Paul George somehow, some way, in order to, to at least be a threat. At least a threat. I still don't think they're going to beat the Warriors with that team, but at least be a threat. And they don't even have the cat room to do that. Another team that did it, right, is the Celtics. Man, oh, man, did they rob the Nets. They're their last year, first C team. You know, they had the... the third overall pick it was a pretty weak draft Jalen Brown you know most likely he he'd just be like a he could develop into a three and D guy he's nothing special this past draft the guy Jason Tatum a great isolation player a great score probably the one of the best scores in this past draft they got a they got a first round pick next year for for the Nets they also got the 76ers first round pick that belonged to either the Lakers or the Kings and maybe that's another way to go you have an all-star Isaiah Thomas you have uh you know you had the Dominican Carlos Boozer, Al Horford. Uh, he he may not be a star, but he'll be a solid fourth or fifth, or fifth best player. You know, he's also a guy who's on the wrong end of uh, end of thirty. So, is the new way to develop your team is to go through the draft? Is free agency even relevant anymore? Because I have a feeling that we're gonna see some crazy ass moves made this offseason. and no matter what, no matter what move is made. I don't believe any of these moves will be good enough to beat the Warriors. And if, even if even if the Celtics manage to get Gordon Haywood and Paul George, that's still not good enough to beat to beat the Warriors. Maybe the ways it maybe it is smart to go the uh the 76ers route. Or, you know, the Celtics, you know, if they rack up, you know, some picks, you know, a few years from now, we could be talking about them possibly being a threat to the Warriors. So, you know, those are just just some things to think about. Me personally. Back to the CP3 thing, I think the best the best fit for him would have been the Pelicans. Due to the fact that you have two dominant big men, they could both stretch the floor, they could both run the floor, and they're and you could say that both of them are are two top ten players in the league. Chris Paul made DeAndre Jordan an all-star. Chris Paul made DeAndre Jordan 85 mil. A guy who all he could do is just black shots and dunk. And jump really high. He has no type of offensive skill. He can't create his own. Imagine a Chris Paul with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Imagine the pick and roll game with that. Imagine the pick and pop game. That would be unstoppable. And we're already in the league. Well, guys can't even guard the pick and roll uh, 
anymore. I'm watching the finals, and I'm watching the way these guys play the, play the pick-and-roll defense, and I'm like, yo, what? these guys are just switching because they're lazy. And you, that's not how you play pick-and-roll defense. You don't switch. You got to fight over this. We're going to give the guy a window, or you could blitz the, the ball handler and try to trap him. You don't play pick-and-roll defense by just switching. But, yeah, and you could. You imagine having Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. You got Chris Paul. Both of them set a screen at the same time. One on the left, one on the right. One rolls, one pop. How are you stopping that? Now you add a shoot at the corner. And, the, and you know, the, the Pelicans are currently only have $14 million cap. But if they get rid of Oshik and Pondexter, that'll be an extra $60 million in cap. So then they have $30 million in cap. You know, possibly to pursue uh, Chris Paul. You know, see if he could take about... Uh, 24 25 mil not completely the max and you know they have uh the mid-level exceptions and the plus our remaining six mil that if P- chris paul was to take less money you could probably find yourself a nice player to, uh, to play with them and also the i think golden state weakness is the big man now a team with davis and cousins draymond he's not guarding them zaza patrulia can't guard them you you if you if you run these off ball screens, one of these guys are gonna end up in the points with Kevin Durant, with Clay Thompson, with Steph Curry, trying to guard Davis and Cousins a post. That's 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 barbecue chicken. So yeah, so me personally, um, the Rockets, it, it was a nice move, but in terms of Chris Paul and what I feel, you know, who cares what I think? He I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he he doesn't care what I think, but for Chris Paul. I think his best bet would have would have been to play with the Pelicans. Now, D'Antoni is like a guy who can make any point guard look good. So if he if he already has, you know, arguably a top five point guard of all time in Chris Paul, you know, he 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 could definitely, you know, do something right with that. But you know, now you got a backcourt with that. You you have um you have Anderson. Um there's still a few guys I gotta check to 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 see who they still have on their team. But you know, they pretty much thinned out their bench. They got rid of Decker, who I liked. Um, a, a solid young player, possibly could be a role player. Harold, a guy who played hard. Patrick Beverly, who was a who was a an animal, a pest on defense. Those are the guys you need. The guys who who don't who's not afraid to get their nails dirty, dive on the floor, get in the player's face. A guy who's fearless. They're gonna miss that big time. And what's also funny, another thing that led to Chris Paul wanting to leave the Clippers, this actually just surfaced. Apparently. Chris Paul and Doc Rivers weren't such on good terms because Doc Rivers refused to trade Austin Rose for Carmelo Anthony. Now, if that's true, and the Clippers could have gotten Carmelo Anthony, and all they had to do was have a package that included Austin Rivers, and the Clippers said, no, we, don't, we do not want to put in um, Austin Rivers. That's nepotism at its finest, man. Doc Rivers, what is wrong with you? You're, you won't trade away your son, who's trash, by the way, for Carmelo Anthony. You would have a lineup of Chris Paul, um, who whoever their shooting guard is, Carmelo, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. That's a team, you know, that that could give, you know, um, you, you'll probably be a push to see if you're better than the Spurs. You you could give Golden State a, a scare, maybe, maybe still two games. Who knows if something's going right, an injury here and there, you guys could have ended up in the finals. But you don't want to give up Austin Rivers for Carmelo Anthony? Are you kidding me? 
And Austin Rivers doesn't look like a guy who's going to be getting any better. And he's already a guy who's who people just teammates and stuff like that just say he's a complete dick. And it's it, it's 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 crazy. It's, I don't even know what to say to be honest with you. And the fact that, you know this surface this just surfaced today, um, and the one of the guys who who's talked about this was Woj and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, who's a very very credible reporter from the Verticals. He's about to go to ESPN, and he you know he he reported like yeah. Chris Paul wasn't that fond of of Doc Rivers towards the end of his career because towards the end of his career with the Clippers because Doc refused to include Austin Rivers in the package for Carmelo Anthony. Which, if that's true, then Steve Ballmer needs to get rid of Doc Rivers and maybe not as a coach, but he has to take away that power of an executive from Doc Rivers. Someone else has has to take care of that. I don't know if they have someone new uh, taking care of that already, but yeah. Um, now we're gonna move on. Uh, this is a little bit based on draft night, you know, ha- having got a, a show. This is our first show since since draft night. Jimmy Butler to the T-Wolves. Nice move. I like it. Add some toughness, add some defense. Jimmy Butler could, could go back to the two guard with the uh, those are Timberwolves. Now, him and Wiggins, they're not great shooters. So, you know, I'm a little worried about the fit that that would have. Rubio is not a good shooter as well, which is also why the Timberwolves are trying to get rid of Rubio to try to add a shooter. Which makes a lot more sense. Even though Ricky is a guy who, um, who, who he does make guys better, but he's just an inconsistent shooter, and he's a guy who's always hurt. So if they could get rid of him, maybe get a shooter. That'd be a plus. That that that's a team I like to watch. That that'll grow. You know, Wiggins. Who knows? Maybe he'll finally become a superstar uh, next season. The only the only thing that's holding Wiggins back is hitting that jump shot consistently. This is a guy who. When he was at Kansas, even in high school, they call him the Maple Jordan. He's from Canada, Maple Jordan. He's a guy who people, a lot of people say he reminds me of a young LeBron James and his frame and being 6'8 and being just so athletic and versatile. Now, if he could develop anything close to what he was projected to be, that's that's a nice young squad. That's a very, very nice young squad. In terms of the Bulls, everyone's saying, oh, they got robbed and all that stuff. That that's kind of like a take it or leave it, because I'm not sure if they would have gotten a better offer from anyone else. What would you trade him to Cleveland and just get Kevin Love in return? The Celtics clearly didn't want to give him a tiff, didn't want to give up multiple first round picks for Jimmy Butler, so you you really don't have that much options. So T Bulls Bulls nice trade for both teams. I think it'll help both teams. Um, the the Bulls got younger. You get they got Chris Dunn. They got Zach Levine. Now they got Larry Markkinen. Space the floor more with Markkinen. You can make him play the stretch four, make him play the five. You know, there's reports that are saying there's more to his game than just shooting. When I saw him play in college, honestly, all I saw him do was play was take jump shots. I actually just did watch Arizona a lot because it was actually a, a pretty solid team this year. Um, I just I just saw him just shoot, shoot, shoot. I didn't really see much of a post game. His defense wasn't all that, to be honest with you. But it's it's a good trade for the Bulls. You know, they got to get younger. Now we got to see, are they going to buy out Dwayne Wade? Or would they keep Dwayne Wade, you know, to play with a young roster? You got one more year. I'd honestly say keep Dwayne Wade. I'm only saying this because I don't want them to buy out Dwayne Wade. Because if they buy him out, I have a feeling he'll go to the Cavs. And I will lose my mind if Dwayne Wade plays for the Cavs. Like, I, I do not want to see him put, put in a Cleveland uniform at all. At all. But, yeah, sorry. Got, got, got a little personal there. That, that, that's, that's a little close to home for me. 
And now finally, we got D'Angelo Russell to the Nets. Congratulations, Nets fans. You've made a good trade and uh, finally made a good trade in, the, in since since God knows when. They got D'Angelo Russell and Moz got from the Lakers. All they had to do was trade away Brooke Lopez and their late first-round pick. That I believe it was the 28th pick, which ended up being uh, Kuzma, something like that. I don't know his name, honestly. But very, very good trade for the Nets. You know, you got a young you know, D'Angelo Russell is still a guy with superstar potential. He's only 21 years old. He still has a superstar potential. So about does he want to get better? And with Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson's there, I like the direction that the Nets are moving. They're pretty, you know, they, they got to get lucky with a few more moves. You know, you probably most likely in free agency, you're going to have to overpair a guy. Maybe like a guy like Delina Gallinari or Rudy Gay. Um, you have the cat space for it. You know, you, you're eating up Mozgov contract. You know, the Nets could possibly be a team where team uh, where other teams are looking to dump to dump contracts. And whenever you want to dump a contract, you have to give up a pick for that. And the Nets got a lot of picks. Um, not, not picks. Got a lot of dra- got a lot of room. So you know, a team. Hey, you gave the, especially last year. We saw all these these crazy contracts that's come back to bite people in the ass, just like Joe Kim Noah contract. Which is funny, you know. I don't know if you guys heard what Kane Martin said, but pretty much he said, "Boy can't can't hit his ass with both hands. That boy sucks. I'll play him for his contract." That's hilarious. That like, as, as I as I analyze this, like like a science or something like that, he says, "Boy can't hit his ass with both hands." I don't even know how the hell you come up with something like that. He can't hit his ass with both hands. I don't even know why you're thinking of joking Noah slapping his ass, but whatever. And then after that, he refused said, that boy sucks. As if saying that he can't his ass with both hands wasn't enough. After that, you got to say that boy sucks. But he's not done yet. But after that, he's like, you know what? I'll play him for his contract. Like that, 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 that has to be like the ultimate form of disrespect to Joe Kim Noah from Kenyon Martin. And Kenyon Martin, is a, is a, he's a dude. He's like, hey, he don't care, man. He'll, he'll, he says it as it is. He'll, he'll, um, he, he cannot care less what anyone thinks and he's not in the league anymore he's not friends with joe kim no he has no ties to the new york knicks so who cares what he says but yeah i just i just found that funny but yeah so back to the conversation last year um we saw these these crazy contracts the luol dane contract the mozgov contract the joe kim noah contract um Intron moore contract with the pelicans solomon hill crazy crazy contracts and now this is the year that people are like ah damn do we really give those guys all that money did we really just Lock up that that cap space for four years for a guy who's just not producing. So, the Nets, you know, maybe could be a team that uh, other teams are looking to dump their picks. And you know, like I said, the cost of dumping a pick, uh, sorry, the cost of dumping bad contracts comes with a first round pick. Whether it's a mid to late first round picks, who knows? But the Knicks, the the Nets just need young talent, just straight up. They need young talent. I hope they're investing money in their play development. Uh, their play development. I hope they're investing money in scouting. You know, NBA now has you know now you can get a two way contract. You have two extra roster spots. You can sign guys who are on the contract and they play, can play for your team and the D League team, which is a great addition by the by the the NBA, which I really really love. You know, a great way to help improve the D League or well, the G League now. Uh, the, not the Gangster League, the Gatorade League. But yeah, in the G League, using that as a legitimate minor league system and get guys better, which I'm a big fan of the G League. You know, I, you know, I'm a Heat fan. I seen what it what it done for my guys, Tyler Johnson, Hassan Whiteside, even Josh Richardson. Before he was, he got his playing time broke out for his rookie season. 
they sent him down to the D-League, and he, he got better. He was playing by himself. They put the ball in his hands. So, you know, I'm a big fan of the G-League. But, yeah, you know, the the, the Brooklyn Nets, nice trade. D'Angelo Russell, great. Now what, do you, what, now what do you do from here? I think you, you – do you go after uh, Rudy Gay? Do you go after Delino Gallinari and give them that four-year max? You may don't. You probably don't have a choice because you're not getting any big free agents because your team doesn't really have anything. Who knows? Maybe next season, D'Angelo Russell already reached that superstar level that people projected him that he'd have. And he's a guy who I'm still a big believer believer in. You know, I am a Buckeye fan, so you know maybe that's that's probably why I, you know I, I like the kid so much. Even though he went through you know some some hard things in the, with the Lakers, with the whole Snapchat thing and the thing that uh, people are saying he's not mature, he's not a leader. The kid was only 19. He's 21 now. He's he's a little more mature. You know, getting getting traded humbles someone because you know at this age you think you're, you think you're unstoppable. You think nothing none can happen to you. You think you're untouchable, and you end up getting traded. So, and, you know, it's not bad. You go from LA to New York. Um, it sucks you leaving LA and you're in New York, but heck, it could have been a worse team. It could have been L- LA to 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 Utah, or LA to the Hornets, or something like that, or some some. Some crap city like that. Don't mean to call them crap, but I mean, let's be honest. So yeah, so I think that's pretty much it with today with today's podcast. We had a little bit of a, a pretty much a basketball only podcast. Probably gonna talk about baseball next week. The New York Yankees has been making me throw up nonstop. I'm down to about 80 pounds right now. Uh, the New York Mets. Well, I, I like seeing them do bad, but. You know, Mets aren't too happy with what they're doing uh, with the injuries and the way they're playing. Just lost one to the Marlins, which, whew, the Marlins. But, yeah, so we'll talk about, you know, a little more baseball next week. Assuming no big moves have been made. Free agency starts this Saturday, actually. Summer League starts this Saturday as well. So, you know, by next episode, there have been some pretty big moves made already. So, yeah, so once again, you guys, thank you for listening to the podcast for episode 14 of the Bowling Point Podcast. I truly, truly appreciate your support. You know, hopefully we get D- DJ John Doe back soon. Uh, you know, he's very, very busy. So, you know, hopefully we get him back soon. So, yeah, guys, you know, appreciate the love. Peace. Crack!